It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Shannon Bream. I'm Will Kane. I'm Dana Perino, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Friday, July 21st, 2023. I'm Evan Brown. Congressional Republicans make public the once classified documents from the FBI, where a confidential informant alleges President Biden and his son Hunter solicited and took bribes from a Ukrainian energy company. And so when you go through this document, it's really very detailed. It's based on conversations the source had with the executive, who we now know is the CEO of Ukrainian natural gas firm Burisma Holdings. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com. You've been hearing for years now about President Biden's son Hunter and his association with energy firms in both China and Ukraine. The nebulous relationship between President Biden and his son's employment isn't just fuel for controversy, but was also a source of contention for the Trump administration. But the president, his campaign, and the White House staff had always insisted the president was uninvolved in his son's business dealings. Now they've changed their tune, maybe. The change comes as IRS whistleblowers contest the official narrative, and congressional Republicans are eager to shine lights. There's a very clear shift. And while the White House continues to say that their messaging on the matter has never changed and President Biden never was involved and he never spoke to his son. Foxnews.com reporter Brooke Singman is the writer behind much of our digital coverage of this ongoing story. There was a clear shift. It was actually a June 29th statement from a White House spokesperson who represents the White House Counsel's Office. This was after those IRS whistleblower allegations first surfaced, after the House Ways and Means Committee actually first released their transcribed interviews uh, with both of those IRS agents, which we've now seen publicly. They've both testified before Congress. That was Gary Shapley, who was an IRS supervisory special agent, and Joseph Ziegler, who also was an IRS special agent. They both whistleblowers came forward, made their whistleblower disclosures that this Justice Department investigation into Hunter Biden was influenced by politics throughout. Now, the Justice Department denies all of that, and so does the White House. The White House has always maintained that the White House and the Justice Department are completely independent of one another, and there is no political interference whatsoever. But dating back to 2020, throughout the 2020 presidential election cycle, the questions about Hunter Biden's business dealings were percolating. I have been investigating and and writing and reporting on Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings since back in 2019, because if you remember, the Trump impeachment, the first one, was related to Hunter Biden's business dealings. Former President Trump at the time, it's July 2019, he reaches out to Ukrainian President Zelensky, encourages him to look into Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's alleged foreign business dealings in Ukraine. You know, Democrats then impeached him, saying he was pressuring a a foreign power and attempting to meddle in the 2020 election because Joe Biden was his opponent. But 
the Senate Homeland Security Committee and Senate Judiciary Committee at the time were looking into Hunter Biden's business dealings. So taking us back to the 2020 campaign trail, President Biden or then Vice President Biden, candidate Biden, was saying he had no involvement with his son's business dealings. He didn't know him. He didn't discuss them with him. He They never had conversations and he had no knowledge of what he was doing. But then we ended up obtaining text messages yeah. and emails, whether they were from the laptop or from former business partners that seemed to place Joe Biden in meetings or or at least involved in conversations. So without getting too in the weeds there, taking us back to the president and circling back to what you're you're asking, the White House in the last two years has said President Biden was never had no knowledge of his son's business dealings and never spoke to his son about them. But Last month, a White House spokesperson for the White House Counsel's Office said he was never in business with his son. I kind of looked at that and thought, that's different. Going back to White House sources, they say, no, it's not. It's not different. It's the same sentiment. But it's a very subtle change that kind of changes the conversation, or at least I thought well, it did. Which you, was could, you, don't have to, yeah, you don't have to be in business with someone to discuss their business. That's that's right. the, the crux here of the language. and. And I th- right. it, it seems like perhaps maybe the White House was hoping people didn't notice that. And I, I think they did. I mean, they've said that it was just a change of words, but House Republican Conference Chair Lee Stefanik, uh, House Judiciary Committee Chair Jim Jordan, Oversight Committee Chair James Comer, and Ways and Means Committee Chairman Jason Smith, they didn't let it slide. So yesterday they wrote a letter to the White House Counsel's Office demanding that the White House clarify its position. Did President Biden speak to his son about his business dealings? Was he in business? Did he have any knowledge of? Just clear it up for the American people. And really, if there's a straight answer, it shouldn't be so so tough to, to respond with. So we'll see what they come back with. I think they gave a July 27th deadline for those responses. We'll see if if things stay on schedule. But in Washington, you know, we never... They don't never always. The dates. <laughs> a lot of these revelations about text messages and conversations in which perhaps maybe the president was a party to uh, have to do with what confidential informants told investigators, and a lot of that was recorded in something that has now been publicized as a 1023 form. A lot of people don't necessarily know what those are. From my reading, they seem like they're basically an intake form. A confidential source starts talking to an agent. The agent has to kind of write down what they say. But there's a bit more to that. I know that they're not sworn statements, but they these are important documents in what the FBI is supposed to be doing in the course of their activities. Sure. So uh, FD-1023 form, you're right. It's an intake form. It's when an FBI agent or an FBI official takes information in from one of their confidential human sources. Now, this FD-1023 in question has has really kind of dominated the conversation when it comes to whether President Biden himself was actually involved in any of these, these deals. So it was back in June that the House Oversight Committee and the and Senator Chuck Grassley pointed out the fact that this document existed. Whistleblowers went to Chuck Grassley, said it did, and explained that there were allegations of some sort of a criminal bribery scheme. After it came out that that document existed, I actually had sources come to me and describe what exactly was in that document. And in that document were allegations that this confidential human source, which I've learned is a very highly credible FBI source that the Bureau has used for more than 10 years, dating back well into the Obama administration. That source came with allegations and 
details of conversations he had with a executive of a Ukrainian company. That executive alleged that he paid Joe Biden $5 million and Hunter Biden $5 million to have some help in ending an investigation, a criminal investigation into the company in Ukraine. So we actually obtained that document, an unclassified version of that document just yesterday. So now we can read it for ourselves. We don't have to rely on sources explaining it to us. And that was the purpose of Senator Grassley releasing it. He said, the American people deserve to read this story from the confidential human sources direct words so that they can draw conclusions on the matter themselves without it being clouded by by politics really. And so when you go through this document, it's really very detailed. It's based on conversations the source had with the executive who we now know is the CEO of Ukrainian natural gas firm Burisma Holdings. Now, if you remember, Burisma Hunter Biden sat on the board of Burisma and that was a pretty lucrative position for him. I think he was bringing in $80,000 a month or so. It's a big and salary. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm not making $80,000 a month. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Joe Biden allegedly was involved in conversations with the CEO of Burisma because Burisma wanted to obtain rights to a U.S. oil and gas company. Apparently, in these conversations with the confidential human source, he's asking for advice as to how to break into the U.S. markets. The source tells the Burisma executive, Michael Zochevsky is his name, he founded the company, that it's going to be difficult for him to obtain or acquire any type of U.S. capital while he's under criminal investigation in Ukraine. And that's when Zlachevsky says, oh, don't worry about it. Hunter Biden's on the board. He said he will take care of it through his dad. So that places Joe Biden right there. Then if you read through the rest of these details of these conversations, Lachevsky seems to say that he's paid Joe Biden $5 million and Hunter Biden $5 million. The source says that's maybe not a good idea. And Lachevsky says, sorry, it's too late. And what he goes on to say is he was kind of coerced and forced to make those payments in order to have this top prosecutor investigating the company fired. Now, Joe Biden has publicly said and acknowledged that when he was vice president, he successfully pressured Ukraine to fire that top prosecutor, Viktor Shokin. And he even threatened to withhold $1 billion of critical U.S. aid to Ukraine if they didn't fire him. So sure enough, Biden's acknowledged and and kind of boasted, actually, there are some videos and audio out there of him saying, you know, I tried to make them fire him. And he did. We are speaking with FoxNews.com reporter Brooke Singman on the FBI releasing the form with the information from a confidential informant who links Hunter Biden, President Biden and Ukrainian energy firm Burisma all together on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. We'll have more straight ahead. Let's talk about some of the difficulty in reporting the story. I mean, it's full of all of the things of intrigue that would make a novel or a movie, confidential sources, people off the record, so on and so forth, trying to piece together the narrative from the little dribs and drabs that you'll get. Let's talk about how difficult it's been to get the federal government to come forward with what should have always been publicly accessible documents like this FD-1020. You know, we're used to dealing with government bureaucracy and filing under the you know Freedom of Information Act, but this seems to have been taken a lot longer and, and having to deal with a, a much thicker bureaucracy than normal. Why don't, why don't you talk a bit about that? It really is interesting. I mean, the FBI has always said, and, and 
the bureau's caught in a mess here because they do try to even stay independent of the DOJ. As FBI sources have come and said to me, you know, they are a fact-gathering agency. They are not people they are making the charging decisions. Instead, they are gathering these facts and then turning them over to federal prosecutors, you know, whoever they may be, for them to make those decisions as to how the information is used in an investigation and whatnot. So with regard to this FD-1023, the reason the FBI did not really want to turn this over was to protect the confidential human source. They say that by turning over a document like this and making it public, if this Mykola Zlachewski only spoke to this confidential human source about this. I mean, they do have a point. If they had these very detailed conversations, now Mykola Zlachewski might know that that source went to the FBI and is working for the FBI. He might know that that guy who he thought was just a business partner or someone he could go to for advice actually is working with the United States Federal Bureau of Investigation. So that's the FBI's point of it. On the flip side, You have Congress who had subpoenaed this document. The FBI didn't comply because they didn't turn over the document physically to Congress. Instead, they made it available for lawmakers to review in a secure setting, specifically for the purposes of protecting those sources and methods, or at least that's what they say. But of course, you do have Republicans on the Hill that say the FBI is trying to protect Joe Biden. Why Why is this information redacted? Because this form that we obtained yesterday Senator Grassley had this form because whistleblowers brought it to him and he was able to make it available and obtain it through legally protected whistleblower disclosures. But at the end of the day, the FBI's form that they were allowing other lawmakers to review in that secure skiff, I guess it was last month, that had redactions over a lot of very critical information. They've explained that that's, again, to protect that source, but Republicans want to say that. Exactly. They want to say, well, why are we not getting the information we need to investigate the president of the United States, really? Following some years where there were just nothing but ongoing investigations of a sitting president. And and they're still ongoing and, and never still ending. Ongoing. We're waiting, we're waiting for two possible indictments out of special counsel Jack Smith's investigation into January 6th. Trump has said he is a target of that investigation. He announced that this week and DOJ uh, sources have confirmed that to us. And then you have prosecutors in Fulton County, Georgia, who have been leading this criminal investigation for years into whether Trump allegedly tried to overturn the 2020 election. And the the judge in the uh, Mar-a-Lago documents case in the federal district in South Florida, setting a trial date for May as well. All right, Brooke Singman, foxnews.com. Check out all of her articles. They are all there for you to read whenever you can. Thank you so much for being with us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts.